Okay, today is July 22nd, 2009. This is Fidencio Marbella with the Melrose Park Public Library in Illinois. Also present is Heidi Beasley, reference librarian here at Melrose Park. Today we will be speaking with Mr. Jack Lone. Jack served in the United States Navy from February of 41 through November of 45. Uh, he saw service starting in Pearl Harbor um, up through the end of the war. Uh, this interview is being conducted for the Veterans History Project at the Library of Congress. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Jack, why don't you tell us uh, when and where you were born? I was born in Michigan, Michigan. <clears throat> November 29, I was put in the hospital. I paid for the pain, shipped out to the receiving ship in New York. Was there a month? I was transferred to the hospital ship in Solis. And we went to the Pearl Harbor. And by the way, it was in Panama Canal. Then they came to the Veterans Mobile Hospital Base. Number two was. Texas to England at stationary. Stayed there a short time, left England for the invasion of Normandy. Doing the sick. The USS O'Brien sometimes down and he knew Captain, who was a glory hunter. Pushed out on the beach and got to close and we took a direct hit in the, our control tower. And that put us out of commission. We had a Folks reading an artist and put it around his says, and we're out of the building. We lost another man. We later got underway and wound up in Belfast, Ireland. Got passed up a little and left the United States. 
I was transferred to the military. You just true. I went to Superior, Wisconsin, across from the East Minnesota shipyard, and picked up the cargo ship from me. Uh, he was being built for the Maritime Commission. He was a USS Hercules, 188, and it was completed. came to Chicago in the drainage canal Park Street. They took down the trains and the booms, put it on tanks, pushed us down the Mississippi River to New Orleans. Well, in the meantime, I was here in Chicago and I met my wife through my brother. It was about 64 years ago. By the way, my Mostly her girlfriend, anyway. Went together three months and married this time. Yes, we were married in New Orleans on May 9, 1945. I left the Gulf of Mississippi and went back to Georgia, Illinois, which we did the wall. If you could have been we left the Gulf of Mississippi, loaded up with the heavy equipment and 45,000 cases of beer. I sat out on a long trip to the band. By the way, had enough time and enough place to be out this time when we were on our way down the river. No luck. I got dropped off in the city train Philippines. Stayed there a month or so and came back to Seattle, Washington. Stayed there for two or three weeks. Chasing prisoners around. We were picking up junk on the grounds. And then came. I got shipped. Back to the Great Lakes, where a telephone strike all over the nation, all home, was discharged November 27, 1945. Thanksgiving Day. Oh, surprise, my life. You know, in the U.S. So that's about the end of it. Okay, great. If you could, um, so you joined the, the U.S. Navy in uh, 1941, February. Mm -hmm. um, why did you select the Navy? Well, I was always told that they always do a funny deed. You don't have to worry about eating pay rations and stuff like okay. that. Well, I that. Of course, at that time, when there was nothing much to do in the record. It was a question time. And well, I think that's not going to get over it. Okay. Because you figured uh, the draft was going to be coming soon? Well, mm. kind of. kind of expected something was going to happen. Right. And I did. But, <clears throat> I figured it would um, be better to get in there and get what I want. Yes. Because when you go in there and you draft it, I didn't see any question about it. I'm a baby and green, but I thought I'd be this fucking uh, bad. It's a great experience. Okay. But nope. Except one of the farmers on the I thought it was very good. I missed the first eight years. Okay, so where did you do your uh, basic training? Okay, and how long were you there? 
I spent that thing about three months ago. I got my gut to the front of the time in the hospital about four big hell of I looked like a clown. There's <laughs> more than clown stuff. At that time they were um heavy back and jump back and you know, sick and reminded me one of them. You know, each one of them had a different uh thing about one of them. And they had been locked in. I finally got straight along and got back on the went to the train. Okay. So, uh, from New York, uh, where did you end up next? Okay, and that was aboard the USS Solus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your ship sailed from New York to Hawaii via the Panama Canal. Yeah. Okay. Also, the what, what was that voyage like, going through the Panama Canal? Uh, it was like an experience. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. You know, where the, I don't know how much different there is in the, in the two oceans. I don't know that. It's pretty interesting. They lock these doors up. They drain the water. Which are where you're going. They drain the water. They fill it up. They make the right height and lock the doors. And push around a little bit further. And, and then you do whatever they have to do. Also, it takes you know, pretty much a year to get through. Okay. You've been on the top Okay. If you had to sit, I think, for, well, it's probably an hour or so, before we get into it. We stopped, we got a freshwater lake just before we get into the Panama Canal. Of course, we had to go on the side and take all the stuff on the side and stuff. The scale of the stuff. It was a fresh water. It had something to do Well, how would you do that? You would hang over the side of the ship? Well, or? I got this little in there. You know, called it. I can't think of what it's called. It's a little boat like. You'd knock it down the side of the room and you'd bring it straight down the water. So you scraped it? Hang it. So you had to scrape this entire ship by hand? Well, not the whole thing, no, just at the water line. Okay. That's about the only thing you have to do. Okay. Yeah. But it was uh, quite funny. Of course, we all got painted up and everything. We were pulling around and stuck on the brush. So, what were your uh, crew members like on the Solus? Uh, we never had too much to do with them. I mean, we were on transport. That was, you know, we tried to do our stuff. And so what was your rank at this time? Senior. Senior. Okay. And then they got this off there and went on to the ground to the but back up to the I got pictures of him. This is the type of building we put up. Okay. This is all metal building. You're up on uh, um, off the ground. Roll stilts. Yeah. And so you can tear them down and, and take them someplace else. Okay. Originally, we were a slave building in uh, Sydney, Australia. But I guess it uh, must have some kind of idea uh, that we were going to reject them or something. Hawaii. 
So how was Hawaii before December 7th? Well, quite a bit different than yeah. here. They had, the, <coughs> they had houses out there. They had the plumbing on the outside. You might call it that. Outside of them. They had all the shacks that we had. Well, if you didn't have the money, but that was the building thing you wanted to do. Did you have much chance for any R&R uh, &R in Hawaii? Yeah, we used to get liberty uh, at least once a week. You know, I had some beer and crowd it on. A lot of times there's overnight uh, staying. Uh, I don't remember what the place was, but we used to have some function. It's like the YMCA, you know. We had functions to be overnight. But that we didn't have too often. Because everything was shut down. The first uh, couple of months, the wires allowed to shut down at night. So there was nothing new for us. That's why you had to have some things to go to the next day. You had to have some things to see. Okay, so on uh, December 7th was a Sunday morning. Yes. Okay. Where were you when, uh, yes. when the attack started? Okay. The portion where I was. Plates and stuff, and we were drunk. But there's nothing to eat. And we started back up in the barracks and planned for a good thing, you know. Lay around, go around. There they come. And like I say, you can see the pilots, they come so low that you can actually see the pilots in the sea. And they had out there, too, they had these two man shells. They looked like a so during uh, the air raid um did everyone realize exactly what was going on no. initially? Nobody knew what, uh, what to think of it. Okay. Like I always see all these ships burning and the smoke and everything, all the harbor is burning. You know. Okay. Because of all the violence up on the battle wagon was dead. That I had tons and tons of violence. And it just killed. I thought that actually came through here. Well, I guess they, uh, I was out there back in 19. 66 and I think it's 25th anniversary. And uh, we claimed that there was still a lot of coming out of it at that memorial. The Arizona? Yeah, we saw a lot of coming up from there. But now I understand that you can't get on the memorial because it's in the center. And the battle wagons are starting to deteriorate. So uh, that's, <clears throat> I guess I didn't put too much. Uh, the pilot and stuff like that to hold that gun up for a few feet. 
So what were your responsibilities or what did your unit do during the attack? Uh, well, we had no gun break in our history. So we would uh, put underground uh, off. So we get in there and have to do another area. Oh, bunkers? Yeah, like that. And uh, sometimes it might be some silent to go off. But that didn't mean to be a so right after the attack, there was probably a pretty great fear of uh, an actual like land invasion, mm -hmm. wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we wasn't ready for that, Okay, so after uh, after Pearl Harbor, where were you assigned next? Back mm -hmm. back to the states. Oh, you sent, were you sent back, back to the states? Three miles to eat. <laughs> yep. Every day I would run down to the rain. Sometimes I'm going to be all the time. Send the left field there to the bad name. And I had to leave the key on the second day to try to do it. And then we go to the chicken party every day. And we got in the See what was going on to make the dollars and stuff and stuff. We have a little idea of what we're going to encounter in the house. And I've done a little bit of bugs in there. And after that, when we were finished, we brought it to Boston, we got a commission, and we came there to the Bermuda, we sat down and tried off the gun and stuff. And the skipper we had to had to fire his guns and not to any of the control. And put the ship going up and down and the carpenter guy was talking to two different kind of players how much of the guns going so they know how to operate. And uh, I could get some half of my ears against the cloud 
So, can you tell us anything about the commissioning ceremony of the ship in Boston? Did they actually have a ceremony to put it uh, into commission? Well, they have uh, a bunch of officers and have to, you know, people like a place and music and stuff like that. But it wasn't you know, anything in there. Okay. Okay, so you were a plank owner then for uh, for the O'Brien? Awesome. Yeah, okay. I didn't want any. <laughs> So after your shakedown cruise in Bermuda, uh, and this would have been in, what, 1944? Um, yeah, that would be in 1944. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> well, let me think back to, uh, to Boston. I remember ship off to the Texas. Okay, what was the Texas? So the diameter of the shells would have been 14 inches yep. and probably about 3 feet high? Because the Texas set out a weakness when we go over in Normandy. They set out for uh, probably 15 minutes and these shells were falling on the top. You could see them in the air. You could actually see the shells in yeah. flight? <laughs> they looked like they were just, you know, well, they must have gone through the past, I guess. You could see them just looking like they were just barely moving. And I guess they got a lot of good on we had recruited off the exit on the way over there. I was on the way. Oh, can you tell us about that process? Well, <clears throat> the ship was tied up along the, uh, well, we were tied up alongside the Texas. And uh, I don't believe we were following the Texas were following. We were traveling all the time. And I'm going to talk about some of the, well, maybe an hour and a half or so. And then we took off again. And we got in the age works uh, on the way to England. And uh, sometimes we couldn't see the ship. We waited. Uh, we go down into uh, the bottom part, we could see the text. And then we had to come back up. And, uh, <coughs> well, we got across with no problem. I can say after we were here a while, we were inspired in the water shore, we took this head back to the control tower, lost many men, and we had to look to the water shore to get out of it. And we wound up in the back of the bag, and got back up with me, took off the street, and squeezed. And I got back and hit it, and we fixed up. You better understand that when I got off and he was trying to move up to the Pacific. And uh, I guess it didn't feel too really good. He had a little bit of So let's go back to Normandy for a minute. Um, 
before the actual invasion started, um, your crew and your ship had no idea what was going on yet, right? They didn't tell anyone. Okay. When did you first find out that the invasion was on? They closed up and down the English Channel. I think two weeks. They turned the steel four times down the way. That's wrong. This is moving out. They couldn't have no place to anchor it. Turn the channel. The one who kept it was filled at the same time. The one who was sitting in the was over there. The one who was anchored in the one of the mines. And sucked the back end of it. And we couldn't hold it anymore. So did your captain make any kind of announcements uh, just prior to the invasion? No, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. Like I said, he had picked up a new So the O'Brien's responsibility was to shell uh, yeah. the German positions on shore. Yeah. Okay. Do, you know, do you remember which beaches you were off of? Uh, you were off of Omaha. Were you able to see much of what was going on on the beach? No, not really. I mean, you're going by this is fast. You're always on your way from your top speed and you're trying to stuff off. But you don't get a chance to see too much. Because the big thumbs are all in close. I mean, the, the crews inside and parts of the other team. And with the, uh, with all the phones and phones equipment, all that happened, they're done. So the O'Brien had five inch guns? Yes. Five inch guns. They were five. And we had five and Oh, the 40 millimeter? Okay. Okay. Oh, 
So what were your responsibilities on board the O'Brien? Well, took care of the hauling and, you know, and then that would be fixed. Like a maintenance. That must have kept you busy. So can you tell us what happened when you were hit by that German uh, gunfire? You were shelling the German positions when they fired back right. at you? Right. Okay. Well, I'd like to say we took that correct hit. So other ships had to lay a smoke screen yeah. to protect yeah. yours? Okay. And I guess we also did the Boston, you were transferred off uh, the O'Brien. Okay. So your crew was pretty heavily involved then in the construction of the ship? Well, we were in the or, or just observing? So after you you were uh, transferred off of the O'Brien, uh, where did you end up next? You ended up in uh, was it near Superior, Wisconsin? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah. 
Okay. So what was uh, Duluth like? Well, at that time, it was, you know, probably not built up as much as it is now. Yeah. It was nice. Mm -hmm. We spent most of the time in the, in the motel at the bar. So then you were assigned to the uh, USS Herkimer? Because it was a topic, like all over the country, 
I walked in and finished the plan. So that was about the end of it. Let's go back a little bit to uh, the Herkimer. You mentioned earlier that your uh, ship had passed through Chicago, and that was where you met your wife for the first time. How did that happen? My, my older brother. I wanted to say it to I went in this, my wife's girlfriend, I grew up in Michigan, and run into her. He was running around with her wife. And uh, she was with her on the phone. She was going through the This is after he was in. And uh, he was on the radio. I don't know where he was. Long out, about half an hour. <clears throat> and so he calls him and you know, gives him the number to another. So I called him up and asked him to call him off. Well, we didn't pay it off to do it for a couple of times. <laughs> and I think he's missing the fact that he's not going to get a few months. And he's been married for 64 years. He's putting his picture in the picture. He's still going to be one. Well, we had our ups and downs. Okay, so after you were discharged uh, from the Navy in November of 45, you went home uh, to your wife. What did you do after that? Uh, well, I couldn't get back to the you know, right out working for a dollar an hour. I didn't go to the farm window. In River Park. And I was there for a while. Maybe about a year ago. And a friend of her family was a poet, not a local doctor. And we had a little experience in the summer time. We got talking to him, made a raise for the army, made a test by the army. And that's what I wound up doing back in the summer too. And I think I spent time with him. It's a lot better than a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. But I know that it's terrible. Hold back on a dollar. Did you have any problems adjusting to civilian life after serving in the military for so long? Mm -hmm. Not really. Not really. I still thought I had my gear, but. <laughs> I'm not too mean with my drummer. I don't want to put it. Leave that. I'm here for it. I'm in a hurry. That bond is real funny. I'm going to go and win. I'm not 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 going to go Well, I put in 40 years. I retired to uh, 20 years ago. Well, it sounds like things have worked out for you. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm not, uh, I come up from the old school, you know, to stay the bus for a rainy day. Not to go out and fight the things again. I think it's 25 hours an hour. 
Do you ever keep in touch with any of your uh, old uh, shipmates? Do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Okay, well, well, thank you very much for sharing your memories with us today.